0: Welcome to the Retail Theater by The Synthetic Playhouse, where artificial intelligence performs stories about people acting up in retail and other consumer situations. We hope you find the stories themselves funny or entertaining recountings of socially awkward and rude behaviors. We also hope you are both impressed by and amused with the abilities of AI. Story number 1. I decided
1: to be nice to the rude customer. I am working as a cashier and naturally you get to meet all kinds of people on the job. It was near the end of my shift and I've had some especially nice customers, so I was in a pretty good mood when Karen arrived. Anyone could immediately see that she was pissed. She comes up to me and just slams her items down. I ring up her items while she mumbles under her breath. Your total is $9.35. She hands me a $50 bill. Give me two tens. Would you prefer four tens or two 10s and a 20? I said give me two 10s. Communication can be difficult at times. What did you just say? I decided to leave it at that because I didn't want to risk an escalation, or my good mood for that matter. She picks up her things and while doing so drops the two $10 bills without noticing. At this point, I am just staring at her. My shoulder devil and angel are in a violent cage match and she is ranting about some machine in our store not working properly. Sadly there are no children in line, who might just pocket the money and be happy about it. Instead only two nice old ladies, who I know will give the money to me. It will just end up in the register. Why are you looking at me like that? What's your problem? You dropped your money she goes silent, picks it up and leaves. For the rest of my shift I debate whether she deserved to lose the money, but done is done. Until the next day, where she shows up again. She was paying at another register and seemed to be less angry. I just ignored her until she showed up next to me after paying. She actually came back to apologize for her behavior the previous day. I was so angry and mean, but you still told me when I dropped my money. Thank you for apologizing. And she went on her way. I felt amazing for the rest of the day, and to this day, it is one of my favorite customer interactions I've had on the job. If I'd been in a worse mood that day, I probably would have kept silent to punish her for being so rude, but I am very glad that I didn't. Story number two. Kid and her parents thought I worked in the computer shop. For a little context. It was 2018 and I am a college student at that time. I skipped class that day since there is a program happening at the school. We don't really have classes, but we are still required, go to school for attendance. This college university closes its gate and no one can go outside once you entered. The computer shop I went to was my favorite computer shop near the university. I played Crossfire, PH and FPS game that I have been playing since 4th grade. As the game I entered ended, I noticed a young girl with her laptop cursing at it for being slow. I got curious. Let me see your laptop. What are you gonna do? Maybe I can help you fix the computer in exchange for you to keep your voice down. She handed me her laptop. I immediately looked at what is happening and noticed her laptop storage was full. I clean it up for her. Her recycle bin is also huge. Do you still need the files in your recycle bin? No. So I proceed to delete it and clean the temp files. I changed her power options from power saver to high performance. Her laptop is faster now, and as promised, she kept her voice down. I returned to the game I am playing and played the rest of the day. The next day. I saw the girl again, this time she is with someone. I am playing this time too, and I didn't really care about it. However, I overheard them asking for a technician that works in the computer shop. I received a warning for five minutes of time left on my PC, so I stood up and went to the counter to extend my time. The kid noticed me. That's her. I was concerned. Like what the heck did I do? am I in trouble?
2: Hi, I'm Anna's father. Thanks for fixing her laptop. Please let me pay for your next game.
1: I was reluctant to accept it, however, I was still dumbfounded at the moment and before I could speak they already left. Story number three. My husband and I
0: spent 45 minutes explaining to an airline call center agent the difference between arrival and departure. How is your holiday prep going?
3: My husband booked a flight for international travel which has two legs, one domestic and another international. We tried booking the best based on timing since it required plane change and custom clearance. We also needed to keep terminals the same since the two terminals are 5 kilometers apart. Needing to switch terminals would have required a full checkout and a cab ride which we wanted to avoid. We get an email from airlines that the flight has been changed. The email contains the new plan and provides the option for keeping it or getting a refund. We checked the new timings and the arrival terminal of the domestic leg. It was the same terminal as that of departure of international flight, and only the international leg seemed to have changed. So we accepted the offer in the email and got new tickets. We took screenshots as well to be on the safer side. We get the new tickets in an email in five minutes, and what do you know? They changed the domestic leg of the flight as well. With the domestic leg arrival at the wrong terminal and not the one we selected. My husband calls the call center and after multiple attempts and roughly 15 minutes later we get through to an agent.
2: We're confused about a change to our itinerary. Could you clarify which terminal our first flight arrives into?
1: Sure. The domestic flight arrives at Terminal A. Terminal A is the one
3: we wanted and not the wrong terminal. We repeat the itinerary twice to reconfirm that the domestic flight is arriving at the same terminal, as where our international flight is leaving from. She emails the details of our flights. I still think something is off and husband puts the call on speaker and checks his email. Lo and behold the ticket says the domestic flight arrives at the wrong terminal. We have been on the call with the agent for 30 minutes by now and really don't know how can there still be any confusion.
2: Your email just arrived and it says the domestic flight is arriving at the other terminal.
1: My system shows your flight is arriving at Terminal A, which is the right terminal for the international flight.
2: Then why does our ticket say otherwise?
1: You'll need to check the airline website. So we
3: do, and it has a sticky on recent terminal changes for our flight.
2: Yes, we see the sticky and that is the exact problem why we are calling. Our flight is arriving at the wrong terminal.
1: No, your flight is arriving at the other terminal. I'm losing my patience at this point. The
3: ticket and website say the same thing, the wrong terminal, but the lady says something else. How do we resolve a problem if she refuses to acknowledge there is a problem? What is your name? Jenny. Jenny? The tickets we have and the website say our first flight is arriving at a different terminal than our second flight departs from. We can't have that. We need the flights to arrive and depart from the same terminal. How can you expect the passenger to check out from a domestic flight, catch a cab to the other terminal, do the full airport security again, and then customs? We paid to avoid this nuisance in the first place. Some
1: bulb went up in her mind. Oh yes yes, now I see the problem. I have been saying that the international departure plane arrives at the right terminal for our international leg. Madam that is departure for us as customers
3: and not arrival. What other options are there for domestic flights which arrive at the right terminal? Sadly, there are no viable options. So we end the call. I wanted to bang my head into the wall after the call. Happy holidays everyone, may you find an agent who can differentiate between arrival and departure at least. Story number 4.
0: Stop trying to understand.
2: This woman got past all my checkpoints and made the entire thing really exhausting. Please, for the love of all that is holy, if you're calling in for help, stop questioning the advice you're given. I work in tech support for HVAC. End users are not supposed to be calling us. They call us, thinking we have some magic that can be done over the phone. Something that they can do themselves, so they don't have to spend money with a local contractor. But they do. All the time. Because they get the phone number off the website and think it must be for them.
3: My unit isn't heating.
2: You need to call your contractor.
3: Oh, but it's ever so cold. Can't you help me?
2: Okay, are there any lights blinking? This is a false help but it makes them feel better. It does not matter what the pattern is, whatever is wrong with the unit requires a contractor from a very simple communication error to replace a board or needs refrigerant. All problems need a licensed contractor.
3: Yes. The red one is like a heartbeat and the green one turns on every so often.
2: I need you to count the lights. How many red and how many green?
3: The red light blinks, on. On. On.
2: You need to call your contractor.
3: So what does it mean? What's wrong with my unit?
2: I go through some exhaustive explaining to get her to count the blinks. Finally getting her to count the damned blinks for a proper error code. Turn the unit off at the breaker, wait 5 minutes then turn it back on. If that does not clear the error code, you need to call your contractor. Usually giving them something simple to do makes them go away.
3: But what does the error code mean?
2: There is something wrong with the thermistors.
3: There's something wrong with the thermostat?
2: No, they ERS.
3: What's that? It's a part in the machine?
2: Yes. Listen, I am not about to give you HVAC training in order for you to understand. Get someone who does.
3: Okay. But can't I fix it?
2: Okay then. Let's do it. What is your standing pressure?
3: Standing what?
2: Can you tell me what voltage you're getting for L1 and L2? Voltage? How about your ground? No. I am not about to give you HVAC training in order to understand. Get someone who does. Frankly I can't do this either. I'm a level 1 tech whose job it is to route calls to the most suitable senior technician. Please just call a contractor. And users get upset when their contractors have to sit around on hold for 2 hours at $100 an hour to get through. They can't possibly see how their own calls are the cause for the delays their contractors endure.
0: Story number 5 System issues
3: cause a single mother panic, I look deeper.
2: A lady called in and immediately she didn't seem okay.
3: You've taken over $100 from my bank after I cancelled one of my services. I'm a single mother and no one had informed me you'd be taking that payment. Without that money, I won't be able to pay my bills, feed my kids, or buy gas for my car.
2: At first glance, the account seemed to be right. She'd only had broadband for a few months with us, so of course there would be a fee. Ma'am, our records show you've only been with us for a few months. There is a cancellation fee when you stop service within six months.
3: No, that's not right. I've been with you longer.
2: Give me a minute to review your account. She was right. I found emails about her service that the account didn't say she had. Emails she wouldn't have gotten if she didn't have it. She shouldn't have had any cancellation fees as there was even an email saying she was no longer in contract. It was a big system error that had caused it and within my scope of digging up information. Ma'am. I found emails that seem to corroborate that you've been with us longer. I can't make any promises at this time, but I will escalate it to my manager, and we'll see if there was anything we can do. I promised I will call you back. Armed with all the details I sent it all to my manager. Within an hour we had a response from the higher-ups.
1: Give her her money back.
2: She doesn't have much money in her account and it could take a few days for the refund. Could we do something sooner?
1: We should give her a voucher for a supermarket so she could feed her kids and use the money she did have for emergencies until the refund goes through.
2: I called her up and told her what we were going to do and the poor woman was nearly in tears. She thanked me but I thanked her for calling us and giving me all the information I needed to help her and that she'd done the right thing to chase this. Considering I had a very difficult call afterwards with another customer where I was sworn at and called a waste of space, I'm at least glad I managed to help her today.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the stories in this episode. Share your favorite story with your friends.